Clear Thinking Out Loud, written and narrated by Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge. Hi, I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and welcome to Dream Analysis, three quick ways to figure out what's bothering your client's unconscious mind. And this is a way of understanding dreams and the meaning of dreams that doesn't involve dictionaries or crystal balls. Now, this was quite a story. I keep having this recurring nightmare, my client said. Every couple of weeks, I'm trying to steer this ship through stormy seas. This was a particular client of mine many years ago. And they said, although the sea is rough, it's always a sunny day. I'm responsible for the ship. And as I steer it, looking for calmer waters, I suddenly have this sense of foreboding. I know something awful is coming. Then, even though I'm expecting something terrible, I'm always shocked to see a hideous witch with two heads approach me with a horrible smile. She comes and grabs the wheel of the ship and turns the ship off course. I try to move my hands, but I look down and see they're tied to the wheel and I can't move them. Suddenly, the witch pulls out a sharp knife and begins stabbing me, smiling all the while that she does that. I feel my life ebbing away, and at this point, I often wake up in a sweat. It takes me ages to go back to sleep after this nightmare. Now, Jill, my client, sort of looked at me shyly after she'd recounted this dream and said, why do I have this dream? Am I going crazy? And as we'll see in a moment, Jill certainly wasn't going crazy. And in fact, her dream closely mirrored a waking concern that she had. The latest understanding of what dreams do and what they can mean comes from psychologist Joseph Griffin, the co-founder and pioneer of Human Givens Psychology. Joe Griffin has also shown why depressed people overdream and what causes the symptoms of depression. Dreaming occurs, as I'm sure you know, during REM sleep. After studying hundreds of dreams in the context of neurology and psychology, Joseph Griffin found that we all dream, whether we recall those dreams or not, and what we dream about is unfulfilled arousals from the day before. What this means is that if we generate an emotional arousal, such as worry, during the day, but go to bed without having in some way resolved or switched off that emotional expectation, then we will dream it out symbolically. This is the brain's way of clearing itself out in that sense. So one important function of dreaming is to flush out our emotional expectation by completing it symbolically during the dream, thereby freeing up the neocortex for the next day's emotional expectations. When people solve their problems and or learn not to worry about them so much, they'll have a normal proportion of dream or REM sleep, which is about 25% of their total sleep time. But if they worry and ruminate and churn things over without resolving those worries or those emotional arousals or expectations, as Joe Griffin calls them, then they'll dream more as the brain attempts to clear all that build-up of unfulfilled or unresolved emotional arousal. This increased dreaming time cuts into what would normally be deep sleep, non-dreaming time, which is when the mind-body is in full rest and recuperation mode. So 
Chronic overdreaming can eventually lead to exhaustion, so often seen in clinical depression, but also the body, the body suffers as well because it's not getting what it needs through deep, slow-wave sleep because more time is spent in the dream sleep. So there are two important things to remember about dreams. Firstly, dreams deactivate emotional arousal, which has remained unfulfilled during waking hours. So, for example, if I have to stifle a laugh during the day, I might find myself waking up laughing hysterically the next morning from some uh, hysterical incident in a dream. The circuit begun during waking hours is completed in the dream because it wasn't able to be completed during waking time. So that particular arousal can now be switched off. Dreams are always cloaked in the language of metaphor and symbolism. So three ways to help a client understand their troublesome dreams are as follows. Firstly, throw away the dream dictionary. You might have seen those one-size-fits-all dream dictionaries that aim to tell you the meaning of every possible dream symbol. You know, if you dream of an umbrella, it means you're um, going to lose money. Or if you dream of a banana, it means your, your skin is going to peel in the sun, you know, or, or something ridiculous. And all kinds of quite arbitrary interpretations. You know, if you dream of an orange, it means this. If you dream of a boat, it means something else. Um, you know, as if we're all one size fits all. We're all human, and it's not surprising that some common symbols show up in everyone's dreams. But to reduce everything to just look it up in a dictionary is to underestimate the beautiful complexity of the human mind. But when you look closely at the actual lives of the dreamers, it's clear that people are expressing symbols borrowed from their own recent experience. In Jill's case, she'd been watching a TV show about sailing just before she started having her recurring dream. Many of the symbols of the dream will simply be the dressing for the real content of what the dream is about which is what you feel when you have the dream. So look at the feelings. This is step number two. Look at the feelings your client had during the dream. It's not just what happens in a dream that's important, but how your client feels during the dream and what unresolved emotional concern the dream feeling may be expressing. I asked Jill if anything was upsetting her in her life. On an ongoing basis. Think really hard, Jill, I said. Do the feelings you have in that dream seem to match any feelings you have in everyday life, but perhaps seem to be an exaggeration of them? And Jill was pensive for a while, and then eventually she said, well, I don't think so, but there is one issue. My mother-in-law often visits us on a Sunday the sunny day of the dream. And she just shows up without warning and she sort of takes over everything. It's like she's saying, I can't be a proper mother or I can't be a proper wife or something. So the witch in the dream tries to steer the ship off course. She's always nice to my face, but I know she said some horrible things about me to my husband behind my back. Okay, She's quite two-faced. This is how Jill described her mother-in-law. Now, the witch in the recurring nightmare has two heads. And it's like she's nice to me, but stabs me in the back at the same time. The witch has a knife and starts stabbing Jill in the dream. I feel like I can't say anything to her because she's loaned us quite a lot of money. 
So your hands are tied, I said. And, you know, Jill laughed at that point. She said, absolutely, just like they're tied to the ship's wheel in the dream. So the problem of these visits had not been resolved. So she was ex so it's an emotional expectation that hadn't been resolved because it was going to happen again and again. They were, it was an ongoing concern. Nature, being economical, used the same symbolism over and over when seeking to complete the emotional pattern of Jill's concerns. But you see how the metaphor, very cleverly, uh, transposed to the dream time from waking concerns. But it was also borrowed from a TV show that she'd happened to watch before the nightmares began. So it's unresolved emotional expectation that we dream about. And the symbolism of the dream is just the dressing, to use a metaphor. Most dreams effectively flush out unfulfilled expectation and then are forgotten. And in a way, this is how it's meant to be. But if a dream is troubling someone, we can identify what unresolved worry or expectation it is mirrored by looking at the feelings in the dream. This lets us know what the client has been worrying about. And when we address those worries, the dreams stop. Number three, seek to complete the emotional loop in waking life. In Joe Griffin's wonderful book, Dreaming Reality, How Dreaming Keeps Us Sane or Can Drive Us Mad, he describes how a refugee who'd escaped the horrors of Bosnia in the early 1990s was afraid that he and his family might be sent back to his war-torn homeland from the comparative safety of, of the UK. And he kept dreaming of a live grenade exploding in his mouth, killing him and his family. Now, fortunately, a nurse knew about um, Griffin's dream research and asked him what his biggest worry was. And when he told her he feared that he might say something in his poor English that would cause them to be sent back to Bosnia, to the war-torn land that he'd escaped, she reassured him that it didn't matter what he said. He was quite safe in England. He wasn't just going to be arbitrarily sent back into a war-torn environment. And then the recurring nightmare stopped immediately. So understanding Griffin's work means we can analyze our clients' dreams to discover what's really bothering them and what needs to be resolved. Okay, what's really worrying them? We can also use it to help them complete the emotional circuit and switch off their unfulfilled emotional expectations by helping them either practically solve the worry or learn to feel differently about it. When that man no longer felt that um, what he said um, could cause catastrophe, the, the exploding grenade in the mouth, then the dreams immediately stopped. That expectation was switched off. The content of your client's dream will always relate to waking concerns from the day before they had the dream. Jill was pretty nervous of her mother-in-law, but I helped her mentally rehearse feeling confident and calm enough to set boundaries and to take back her own steering wheel, so to speak. And as soon as she started setting limits and boundaries and being more firm with her mother-in-law, not only did the relationship with this woman improve, because the mother-in-law started to respect her more, the dream stopped. Anyway, I hope you found that useful. I'm Mark Terrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and if you'd like to subscribe to my email newsletter, you can find it over at unk.com slash blog. That's unk.com slash blog. And thanks for watching.